Hello there, my dears, and thanks a million for being back. We're at lesson 167. There is one life, and that I share with God, that I share with love. There are not different kinds of life, for life is like the truth. It doesn't have degrees. It's the one condition in which all that God created share. Like all his thoughts, it has no opposite. There is no death because what God created shares his life. And there's no death because an opposite to God does not exist. There is no place, you see, where God stops and something else starts. That's why God or love is called omnipresent. It's everywhere. There's not a boundary over the edge of which there's something else. There is no death because the Father and the Son are one. In this world, there does appear to be a state that is life's opposite, and we call this death. And yet we've learned that the idea of death takes many forms. It's the one idea that underlies all feelings that are not supremely happy. It is the alarm to which you give any response that's not perfect joy. In other words, any time we're feeling less than perfect joy, we see death on the horizon, so to speak, death in some form. All sorrow, loss, anxiety, suffering and pain, even a little sigh of weariness, a slight discomfort, or the merest frown, acknowledge death, acknowledge lack of love, and thus deny you live. Now, you think that death is of the body. That's what we normally associate it with. Yet, it's really an idea, and it's irrelevant to what is seen as physical. A thought is in the mind. It can then be applied as the mind directs. I can direct the idea of a body dying, an idea dying, a situation dying. But its origin, which is the mind, is where it has to be changed if change is going to occur because ideas don't leave their source. Ideas in your mind, when you share them, aren't suddenly missing in your mind. They're actually strengthened. The emphasis this course has placed on that idea is due to its centrality in our attempts to change your mind about yourself. It's the reason you can heal. It's the cause of healing. And it's why you can't die. Its truth established you as one with God. You are living as an expression of love or as God. So death is the thought that you are somehow separate from your creator. It is the belief that conditions can change. Emotions alternate because of causes that we pretend like we can't control or that we didn't make and that we can just never change no matter what. It's this fixed belief that ideas can somehow leave their source, take on qualities the source doesn't contain, become different from their origin, and apart from it in kind, in other words, as well as the details of it can be different, as well as distance, time, and form. Well, death can't come from life. Ideas, including us, remain united to their source. 
they can extend all that their source contains. And in that, they can go far beyond themselves. In other words, we who are an expression of love can continue to give and continue to express. And so creation just continues on and on infinitely. But they, the ideas themselves, cannot give birth to what was never given them. In other words, they can't have characteristics that they don't possess. As they are made, so will their making be. The qualities they don't have, they can't pass on. So as they were born, so will they then give birth. And where they, the ideas, come from, that's where they will return. They actually never leave. So the mind can think it sleeps and that's all. It cannot change the circumstances and the details of its waking state. It can't make a body and it can't abide within a body. What is alien to the mind does not exist because it has no source. It's just a hallucination, an illusion. For thousands of years, it's been referred to as the veil of Maya. For mind creates all things that are, and it cannot give them attributes it lacks, nor change its own eternal mindful state. A frog cannot give birth to a rose bush. You can't pass on attributes that you don't have. It can't make the physical. What seems to die is just the sign that the mind is asleep and dreaming and hallucinating. The opposite of life can therefore only be another form of life, and as such it can be reconciled with what created it because it is an opposite to the truth. It's still just another form of life. So the form may change. It might appear to be what it is not, and yet mind is mind, whether it's awake or sleeping, just like you are you, whether you're awake or sleeping. So it's not its opposite in anything that's created nor in what it seems to make when it believes it sleeps. God, or love, creates only mind awake. He doesn't sleep, and his creations can't share what he doesn't give, and it can't make up conditions that he doesn't share with them. We can't make things up unilaterally. The thought of death isn't the opposite to thoughts of life, because forever unopposed by opposites of any kind, the thoughts of God, that's the expression and the extension of love, remain forever changeless, with the power to extend forever changelessly, but yet within themselves, because they're everywhere. So the creator nor the created have boundaries or opposites. So what seems to be the opposite of life is merely sleeping. He keeps saying this over and over again. But when the mind elects to be what it isn't and to assume an alien power that it doesn't have, a foreign state it cannot enter or a false condition that's not part of the source, it just seems to go to sleep for a while. It dreams of time, an interval in which what seems to happen never really occurs the changes that appear to be made are without substance and all the events just are nowhere. When the mind awakes, it just continues as it always was. Just like when you wake up in the morning, whatever your dream was just disappears and you go about your business. 
So today, let's be children of the truth and not deny our holy heritage. Our life is not as we imagine it or make it up or dream it or hallucinate it or wish that it would be. Nobody changes life because he shuts his eyes or pretends like he's made himself into something he isn't and he sees in dreams and opposite to what he is. So we're not going to ask for death in any form today. And we're not going to imagine opposites to life abide even an instant where the thought of life eternal has been set by God himself, which of course is in our minds and as our minds. His love's holy home we strive to keep today as he established it and wills and guarantees it's going to be forever and forever. He is Lord of what we think today, and in his thoughts that have no opposite, we understand there is one life, and that we share with him, with all creation, with their thoughts as well, whom he created in a unity of life that cannot separate in death and leave the source of life from whence it came. So we, all things, share one life because we have one common source, a source from which perfection comes to us, remaining always in the holy minds which he created perfect. As we were, so are we now and will forever be. So a sleeping mind must sooner or later awaken as it sees its own perfection mirroring the Lord of life so perfectly, it fades into or melts into what is reflected. And now it's no more a mere reflection. It becomes the thing reflected and the light that makes reflection possible. We are light presences. So vision's not needed now, for the wakened mind is one that knows its source, itself, and our common holiness. Beautiful lesson. Read over and over and let those words really sink in. Remember, this is practicing, contemplating these words, not trying to understand how it's possible. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.